Hello, Ventura County. You are listening live to Girls on the Air. We are Real Women in Real Estate, AM 1590, KVTA. I'm Tracy Baldwin Mahone. And this is Paul Hunt, and I'm an honorary woman today. I was going to say real woman in real estate with a real man in real estate. I'm standing in for Tracy. I mean, standing for Karen Campbell, who woke up this morning without a voice, which is a a very important thing to have on the radio. Right, right, right. Fortunately, no COVID, just a cold. So that's good, right? Yes. So how was your week? Now, you're in commercial real estate. So are you busy like us showing property all the time, getting phone calls? How does that work? It's a little bit different. I I do something slightly different than what you guys do. I more oversee from owner's perspective property. I also assist in them renting or selling their properties too. Uh, But hunting for properties is very difficult right now because there's just nothing that's available that that pencils out. Okay, you're going to tell us what that means later because pencils out to me is interesting. It's all about price, right? It's kind of like buying stock in the stock market. you got to figure out what you're paying and what your rate of return is for your cash flow. If they don't go to the building and like the way it looks? or No, it's not, it's not like I, w- I want it to be pretty and I want drapes. I mean, no. it's, it's all numbers and math. And it's an investment. Maybe that's easier then than dealing with people's emotions because I know a lot of my clients, they're so emotional and they love the house so much. And, you know, they go $30,000 over and they don't get it. And it's like heartbreaking, you know. I'm like a psychiatrist with them sometimes because they're so upset that they didn't get the house. So why didn't they get it? And d- your phone calls aren't like that, I take it. No, I remember long ago when I was doing residential, I was bringing a brand new buyer through that we were in escrow and they were talking about what color they were going to paint the house. Sellers refused to sell it. Said, how dare you paint our house? It's like, it won't be your house. Right. Oh, yeah. So that's probably why you went into commercial. Did you find it easier to not deal with people? (laughs) Yeah, I find it easier to deal with people that are just kind of thinking logically without the emotions. They're not thinking about their kids grew up. Yeah. Or where their kids are going to grow up. Right. Which is something that you ladies deal with more and have to Get, yeah. in, get into their lives. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I have a new listing, by the way. It's a four-bedroom, three-bath on Periwinkle. It's 895-897 Periwinkle, which has an ADU. So it's very, very nice. Like I said, four-bedroom, three-bath, built in 2013. So it's practically brand new. I mean, lightly lived in. It's a second home for my um, my couple of my clients. And it is priced at one point one five zero. And we're going to have it on the market next week and open houses next weekend. So we're excited about that. Those ADUs are really coming in handy. If you don't have a grandma or something to put back there, that extra income really makes a lot different. It makes those homes a lot more affordable. Oh, yeah. This one could be rented for $1,300 a month. It's separate from, you know, it's... It's attached, but you can put a door there. So they have their own entrance. It's very, very nice. So this will be exciting. It'll be a good listing to have. So we have some more listings to talk about. I just printed out the list. new on the market today. What do you have? Okay, brand new on the market is 5540 West 5th, 7th Street. It's space number 76. It's a three-bedroom, two-bath. And it's selling for uh, $5.15, it looks like, without my glasses. We both need reading glasses, right? Yeah. <laughs> I have a new one in Simi Valley. It's 2005 Belgrave Court. I don't have it. It's actually not my listing. I just have it in my hand. In Simi Valley, and it's $888,000 and 88. I don't know why, but maybe that's good luck, right? It's a four-bedroom, three-bath in Simi Central. So that's, that's, that's new on the market, hot on the market. 
Well, I think the eights is a lucky for Chinese is oh, what that okay. is, and that's why they go with it. Okay, but so lucky, good luck. Talking about eights, Uh-oh. I have uh, 150 South Bonita Avenue. It's a two-bedroom, one-bath, a small one, and it is 499 888 <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Another 888 What's up with the eights, huh? Okay. I have 541 Yarrow Drive in Simi Valley. It's 785 Um, It's in Simi Wood Ranch, it says. Sonoma Track, a three-bedroom, three-bath, almost 1,700 square feet, built in 1999. So that looks nice, $785,000 in Simi Wood Ranch. Now, you've been all over Ventura County. Do you think the prices are higher in Simi, Thousand Oaks, than they are in Ventura and Camarillo? Oh, I haven't marketed recently where they are today. How about so. commercial? Is it? Oh, for commercial? Commercial, it's, it's all about numbers. Depends okay. upon what's going to happen. Depends upon a major street versus a minor street. Okay. You know, and what the uh, traffic count, how many cars drive by per day. Oh, you take that into consideration, too? Oh, yeah. We have special maps on that. Really? And we actually map it out and sell it based on exposure. Ooh, very nice. For the retail, at least, not industrial. So do you think commercial is more expensive in Simi and um, Wood Ranch than Ventura and Camarillo? I always think that their prices seem a little higher, but um, I don't know. Well, you know, some areas are deficient in different things. I mean, Camarillo does not have much, you know, in the industrial area. No beachy. so the, indus- the industrial spaces, the, there's a limit to what's built there now. Uh-huh. So anybody that wants to have a product that they're selling to people in the area have fewer places to go to. Ah, So okay. they've got a lot of small, little, like, condo-ish uh-huh. type places. Yeah. But if you want a bigger place, there's not many. On the other hand, um, over in Oxnard, we have say, gi- Oxnard, yeah. Well, we only have gigantic storage industrial places in oxnard only well yeah but there's gigantic places that are empty but there's no small places okay so a small place is going to be more expensive like a three four thousand square foot industrial oh really it's going to be more expensive per square foot than over in ventura where you've got more of them okay so depending upon your location and what you're looking for what about santa paula oh i don't know in santa paula as far as as commercial. far as the market. I mean, I, you know, I've, I've dealt with it, but what it is today. Yeah. Okay, and so you think the market is, is busy now, or is it slower? Is it, does it kind of follow the residential market? It follows the residential market because the residential market follows the income and how much people are buying and selling and whether the business is doing well. Okay. How do you qualify someone to buy commercial? Do they have to get a commercial loan? How does that work? They have to get a commercial loan, which is different. You can get zero financing, all kinds oh, of... I mean, no, you can. Oh, yeah, VA, yeah. Yeah, you can get all kinds of wonderful stuff, 5% down, 10% down, you know, whatever you can get. Typically, in the old school, it was 30% down for commercial. Okay. Nowadays, there's some better deals out there that some places that I know can give you maybe 10%. Uh-huh. But at that, you could be doing a negative cash flow. Now, in. it's a different type of lender, though, right? It's a commercial lender? It, well, any lender can offer commercial, but okay. different brokers maybe don't offer that service. Okay. So it, if you have a commercial broker, they're not doing a lot of those loans. They're not hooked up. Okay, is the interest rate higher for commercial? It typically is going to be, yes. And you have to qualify on your own. You have to have money. You have to have a lot of aged money. 
so, so that if you take a negative, like if suddenly COVID hit and no one's paying rent, you could stay and stay you afloat. Could, you could stay afloat and keep paying your mortgage. What if there's several investors? Do they do that? Like, like several investors in a home, or do they just want one investor? Uh, I believe it's if you have twelve or twenty percent into it, they want full financials, tax returns, everything. For each investor? For each person. Can you have several investors? Because as many as you want it. You set up your own, you could set up a corporation of a thousand, doesn't oh, matter. But they have to qualify each one. Well, not only the ones that have over a certain percentage. Oh gosh, it's giving me a headache, yeah, huh? It, it gets more complicated, but. And lots of numbers, right? A lot of numbers, and it's a lot of doing different math and figuring out what your uh, income flow you're buying is. So you're buying an income flow. Okay, speaking of income flow, we're going to take a quick break and come back and talk to our own Larry Reyes with Smart Home Mortgage. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Do you know how you hold title to your property? I am Susan Wilson. I am the living room lawyer, the attorney that makes house calls. I specialize in estate planning and probate. How you hold title to property is just one piece of an estate plan providing for children and protecting your assets and privacy. Schedule your appointment today online at thelivingroomlawyer.com or give me a call at 805-850-7899. That's 805-850-7899. We can meet virtually, in person at my office, or in the comfort of your home. I am Susan Wilson, The Living Room Lawyer. Let's discuss the legacy you wish to leave your loved ones. Hi, I'm Larry Reyes with Smart Home Mortgage. My team and I are here to offer our clients and real estate partners more options and more products than any local bank or credit union. When others can't get the job done, we can. Finding you the right product at the lowest rate, at the lowest cost, is what we do. Our team is dedicated to closing loans in 30 days or less with excellent communication along the way. You can find us at the Large Tower in Oxnard, Morgan Stanley Building, 300 East Esplanade Drive, Suite 105. We're on the main floor. Or give us a call at 805 853 3030. Find us on the net, smarthomemortgage.net. Our licensing information is NMLS number 1569054. My individual NMLS number is 233573. Our California DRE number is 02012912. And my individual DRE number is 0150707. The number you really need to remember is mine, 805-853-3030. Hi, I'm Janet with Rent 805, and we believe that power is knowledge. In the city of Oxnard, you have some new rental ordinances coming out, and we want to explain them to you. Join us Wednesday and Thursday evenings starting at 6 p.m. You can sign up for this at rent805.com forward slash Oxnard owners. Again, that's rent805.com forward slash Oxnard-owners. Welcome back, Ventura County. You are listening live to Girls on the Air. We are Real Women in Real Estate, AM 1590, KVTA. I'm Tracy Baldwin-Mahone. And this is Paul Hunt. Very good. Filling in today for Karen Campbell. And we have Larry Reyes with Smart Home Mortgage on the phone. Hi, Larry. Hey, Tracy. How are you? How are you? I'm great. Great. Okay, so first off, tell us what's going on in the lending world. Well, the lending world is moving just like it always is. Lots of new programs for self-employed borrowers. Banks are trying to open that uh, window back up, so that's always a great thing. Okay. And uh, 
since uh, it's a VA weekend, right? Right. Our VA loans are moving along great. We have uh, no minimum credit score required for any type of a veteran. No minimum at all? No minimum. You can have a 500 credit score or a zero credit score, and you can still obtain 100% financing with the VA loan. Wow. Is that no new? No down payment requirement. Is that new? Because I thought you used to have to have 600. You know, the banks require that. Uh, we're direct VA lenders, so it's not uh, a requirement to have a credit are, score. Are they going to hit you on interest rate when you do that, or are you going to be about the same? It's actually about the same. Credit score does not uh, determine the interest rate on a VA loan like it does on most other programs. So the VA loans right now are ranging between 4.375 up to 5%, just depending on the credit. But other than that, not too much more of a movement. Okay. And what if they have like a bankruptcy or a short sale? Is that the same as, you know, normal buyers? Easier. It's a two-year wait instead of a three-year wait like FHA. Gosh, that's so lenient. That's nice. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And Great program. It's amazing. Okay. What about regular borrowers? Regular borrowers? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're able to still get their FHA loan. We need a 580 credit score for 3.5% down. Anything that's below a 580 credit score will need a 10% down payment. Okay, it used to feel like I would see so many more FHA loans, and now it seems like almost everything is conventional. Does that is that right in what I'm feeling? Or you know what, it turned for a little while. Yes, uh, we're seeing a lot of conventional financing out there because of the demand of uh, the lack of it. Basically, the demand of the homes is causing people to be much more creative and trying to make their offers much more. Uh, appealing. So people are trying to switch over to conventional, thinking that sellers will accept a conventional offer over an FHA offer. So people are coming up with a little bit more of a down payment, more co-signers, and they're go- trying to go conventional. Is conventional better, in your opinion? I'll be very honest with you. I prefer FHA for most most buyers. It's a, it's a lot easier loan than conventional is. I think we have a misconception of FHA being a hard loan, FHA is not a hard loan. It's not a hard appraisal. It's the same appraisers that are, you know, appraising conventional or appraising FHA. The only thing that you that the difference is is if the home is is has uh, 1978 or, or earlier, it has lead-based paint and there's chipped paint. Now that could be an issue with FHA still. But okay. other than that, you can have dirty carpet. You can have a broken window, you can have a missing stove. All of that stuff is perfectly fine with FHA, just like a conventional loan would be. Or maybe they're going into conventional because they need to put more money down because the appraisals aren't hitting. Is that kind of the problem, or is that Well, FHA allows for you to put down additional cash, too. So even if the appraisal didn't come in, they could come in with additional cash. Um, We still are seeing those sellers prefer. And really, I want to say the agents, not the sellers, because most of the sellers are unaware of the type of financing that people are obtaining, and they, they're not sure. But the agents are you know, recommending conventional because they're thinking, well, they're higher credit scores, higher down payment. Uh, it's more likely to go through. When in reality, because the program is a little tougher, they're actually the ones that fall out of escrow more often than an FHA buyer would. That's ironic, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, people say, are they conventional? Well, they can be conventional with 3% down. Exactly. You know, you can do three percent down less than an FHA with a conventional loan because it's much more credit score driven. And let's 
be real, the banks are not uh, caring too much about the credit score. They're really looking at the full picture. Can they afford the home? So they're looking at the income over credit. And FHA just allows for a little bit more debt than conventional. So, again, it just kind of gives people a little bit more room. On time frame, are we doing about the same? Same exact time frame. Really? Did yeah. you do commercial loans, Larry? Yes. Uh, recently, we've just done a uh, eight-unit apartment building in Los Angeles. We've done a couple different five-unit uh, complexes. Um, we've also done uh, some warehouse lending. So, yes, we do do that. About what down payment and interest rate are you running? 25% and 7.25 on like a warehouse. If it is residential, meaning an apartment complex, that's over four units, they're running about 4.875. And uh, to answer a question that Tracy just asked me that I got wrong probably, what percentage ownership do you need to have in order for the bank to require you to give faux docs? To give full documentation? Yeah. Over 25%. 25%. Okay. And I had another bank that was telling me it was 10 the other day. So, No. we uh, Well, the banks that I work with are 25%. There, there may be different uh, guidelines on that because commercial lending is not a standard uh, financing. So banks that are offering commercial loans can create their own rules and their own documentation requirements. Very good. Well, Larry, tell people where they can find you and your wonderful team at Smart Home Mortgage. They can find us in Austin at the Large Tower. 805-853-3030, 300 East Espinal Drive. Thank you, Larry. Enjoy Thank your you weekend, so your holiday weekend. Thank you so much. Yes, you too. Thanks. Okay, coming up, we're going to have Ed Garcia, who's with Eagle Home Inspections, tell us what's going on with home inspections these days. Okay, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi there. I'm Pola, and I'm the psychic on the avenue. I'm a spiritual advisor, clairvoyant reader. And I'm here to help you focus on releasing the past baggage that's only been weighing you down. Also connecting with the present to help you look forward to make a bigger, brighter future. I specialize in all areas of life and especially the power of love. Aren't you curious to know what your partner is feeling, thinking, or wanting? I can guide you through any situation, giving you the spiritual key to open new doors, gain insight and intuition. This truly is my life's work. You can reach me at my location at 108 North Ventura Avenue or 107 Figueroa Street, boat located in downtown Ventura. Or you can reach me at 805-628-3333. That is 805-628-3333. If you call in and use the code GIRLSONAIR, I will grant you $150 worth of services for only $85. I hope to hear from you soon for a spiritual awakening. Get ready for an island paradise at Ventiki Lounge in Lanai. Located in beautiful downtown Ventura, Ventiki features the best in traditional cocktails, modern tiki drinks, Polynesian-inspired cuisine, and even sushi. As soon as you step onto the Lanai, you'll feel the warmth of the islands with our tiki waterfall, wahini mural flower garden, hand-carved tikis, and a fire pit for those chilly island nights. As you listen to the music of the islands, you will love our famous Kalua pork sliders, Sabu coconut chicken, or a trio of sautéed tiger prawns atop sushi rice towers with a mango curry beurre blanc. And we'll always have our classic Mai Tais using the original 1944 recipe. 
the best in town. So take a break and head down to Vintiki. We're located at 701 East Main Street on the corner of First Street and Main Street. Give us a call at 805-667-8887 or find us on the web at VintikiLoungeInLanai.com for our full menu. Vintiki, an island oasis in Ventura. Hi, I'm Pat from Pothier Hypnotherapy, and I'm located right here in Ventura County. Just open a newspaper, watch TV, or even get on social media, and you can see all the negative things that affect our lives. In my practice, we focus on the positive. We want to assist you to be the very best that you can be, to live your best life ever. I offer a variety of services under my three main programs of diet-free life, weight management, smoking sensation, and overcoming trauma. See, we all have something that holds us back. I can be reached through my website, pathiahypnotherapy.com, or call myself, 818-468-0777. We all deserve happiness, peacefulness, and love in our lives. Call me. Again, that phone number, 818-468-0777. Welcome back, Ventura County. You are listening live to Girls on the Air. We are Real Women in Real Estate, AM 1590, KVTA. I'm Tracy Baldwin-Mahone. And this is Paul Hunt standing in for Karen Campbell today. Hello. Welcome, Paul. And we have Ed Garcia with Eagle Eye Home Inspections on the phone. Hi, Ed. Good morning. How are you doing? How are you doing? Oh, How are you doing? I, hey, I can't complain. Every day above ground is a good day. Good, you know good, good. <laughs> are you guys busy nowadays? I mean, with the, the lower of the inventory, are you guys as busy? We've been pretty busy, you know, but like you say, with the shortage of inventory... It's starting to kind of uh, pull back just a little. It's starting to level off, I've noticed. And do you see trends when you go on a home inspection, like certain trends where, you know, like every home this week hasn't had a smoke detector, or certain trends, or is every home totally different? Uh, you know, there, I mean, there's a basic format to it. I mean, you know, as far as, uh, you know, people, they know when they fill the house, you're supposed to have the smoke detectors and the carbon monoxide detectors, but... When I walk into it, you know, every home is different in that way. Some people, you know, they start to chirp and they get annoyed by it. So they'll take them down. They'll do, you know, things of that nature. But, you know, hopefully that answers your question. Uh, when, you, when you go in, I notice you guys go in and turn on all the water. What are you checking for? A couple different things. You know, I mean, clearly, you know, you want uh, to make sure you get the proper drainage and that the plumbing's working. And, you know, that you have the right water pressure, things of that nature, you know. If, um, for instance, let's just say it's the, the house is a raised foundation. So for those people that don't know, some homes are raised foundations, some are just a regular flat slab. So another reason that we would turn on the water is if it's a raised foundation, you know, we have to crawl underneath the home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, underneath the home, we're looking for several different things. The main thing is to make sure that the house is bolted, you know. Uh, we also check out the plumbing lines. You're looking at the subflooring to make sure there's no damage to the wood and things of that nature. But mainly when the water's running, we're looking for leaks underneath the home. And so those would be the reasons that, you know, that we turn on the, the water to let it run. Okay, and tell us exactly what the smoke detector and carbon detector, what the code is. It seems like every home inspector has a different code. I was out with an appraiser the other day, and he said, oh, you don't need a home, uh, smoke detector in the common area. And I thought, yeah, you do, don't you? Yeah, you should, I mean, you should have a smoke detector in the common area. You should have a smoke detector in the in the hallway, and you should have one in each bedroom. And just so you know, it, it, it wasn't always like that. Like 10, 15 years ago, they just had a smoke detector in the hallway. And so, so why did they change it? 
Well, because if one of the bedroom doors is closed, then God forbid there should be a fire. Could come from a candle, could be an electrical fire, could be a smoker. But if there, but if a fire starts and the doors closed, by the time the smoke gets under the door and to the smoke detector in the hallway, the house could be burning down. Somebody could be tragically hurt. There's a number of things that could happen. So they change the code to put one in each bedroom as well as the hallway in the common area. Okay, what so, about? Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and then in reference to uh, carbon monoxide detectors, you know, several years back, they uh, they started requiring carbon monoxide detectors. But like they did with smoke detectors, you know, the smoke detectors, like I said before, was just required like in the hallways and maybe common areas, but not in the bedrooms. So now that they implemented this uh, carbon monoxide detector, they just require it to be on each level of the home. Okay, so if it's a single family home one, you know, and vice versa, you know, if there's uh, if it's, if there's two stories, three stories, you know, they want a carbon monoxide detector on each level of the home. But when you think about it, what is carbon monoxide, and what would it do to you? So if there was a carbon monoxide leak in your house, let's say, and you were going to work all day, you came home, you know, you would know that there's carbon monoxide leaking in your house. You'd be able to, you know, just it would affect you, right? It, it gives you a bad headache. And then it makes you sleepy, but sometimes it's right. a slow poisoning that people don't realize, mm. which I've seen right. before. So, so, so if you were gone all day and you came home, you know, you would know. But it doesn't, but at least, ne- doesn't necessarily smell. Right, right. But it, it, it would affect you. But the, so the point being is, but what if you were sleeping? If you were sleeping, the carbon monoxide, the carbon monoxide uh, becomes a silent killer. Okay. So... That's one of the reasons that they say you have to have a carbon monoxide detector. But if it's on each level of the home, that doesn't really do you a lot of good in your bedroom. If the door's closed, you sleep. So so when when you give the report, do you actually say what is a code violation or a you ought to have this? I mean, does it limit out? So when we hand it over to the buyer and the buyer sees the 80 things you found, he could determine which are code violations that he should be stringent on and the things that are not that maybe can let, yeah, they can just like let go by. So do you actually itemize out that way? Yeah, so we let you know that, but as part of the sale of the home, normally the seller is required to make sure that those are in there. So when I do my report and I list these things, they kind of, I mean, uh, whoever the agent, they automatically know that, so they usually inform the sellers that you know that that, that 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 they need to be installed. But as far as my story was going with the carbon monoxide, you should really have one in each bedroom as well as you know in the common areas or whatever. Because just like I said, if you're sleeping and you have a carbon monoxide leak, you're going to be in your bedroom. Yeah. So. Anyway, so anyway, that's just uh, that's a suggestion of mine. It's not a code. Where right. is it supposed to be, though? Like I've had several people say, "Oh, it's supposed to be right next to the fireplace, or it's supposed to be next to the, you know, thermostat." Is there a place where it's supposed to be, and how high up on the wall? Well, I mean, yeah, they do mention it should be at least, you know, right around three feet. You know, three feet. You know, so a lot of the carbon monoxide detectors, or it could be two feet. You know, they uh, recommend that uh, you know, do you have them that they plug in? So mm-hmm. plug in. Because uh, carbon monoxide, you know, being a gas, is heavier than air, and so it's going to it coagulate around the bottom, you know, of the walls, you know, around the, you know, the base of the floor and things like that. So okay. well, hopefully that answers your question. But you should have them, but they don't really, uh, 
again, they're not talking about having them in your bedrooms and things of that nature. But again, that's not a code. That's just my experience. It's the same thing that happened with the smoke detectors, and they changed that code. So, in my opinion, they should really change this one. But for now, that's that's just the way it is. So, hopefully, that information is helping you. Is the code different in each city? Some of the codes change in in different cities and in different counties, but that one's not changed. I mean, that's that's just a standard everywhere in Ventura County. Yeah. Okay. What about GFIs? Like, um, obviously, you guys suggest that you know the outlet should be grounded. Why is that, and what does it mean to ground it? Okay. So, so there's a couple of things you can do. I mean, you know, of course, if it's not grounded, you want to call an electrician and and, and have them grounded. You know that you know, whatever procedure they want to follow in which to do that, uh, of course, they're going to charge you for that. You know, but as far as an outlet that's not grounded, basically, I mean, a good way to try to explain it would be like, uh, you know, if, for instance, let's just, uh, you know, let's say that you had a surge of electricity, okay, and that can happen. Well, if the outlet's grounded, it just harmlessly runs to the ground. If it's not grounded, then something that you have plugged in there, like a flat screen TV or a computer or things of that nature, if there's a surge of electricity, could get damaged. So that's just, you know, a small example as to why you would want them grounded. In reference to the GFCI, that's a different thing. You know, they want GFCIs, you know, they rule of thumb within six foot of running water. And what it is is if you had something like a radio or, you know, just something plugged in to your outlet and it fell into the water, the GFCI is a safety it immediately shuts the power off hmm. to that outlet. Therefore, you know, no one can be hurt. And those should be, you know, in the home, near running water, bathrooms, kitchens, uh, laundry room, you know, outside. Outlets that are outside should have them. And they should also have an outside cover for those outlets. And that's the biggest reason for GSCIs. Is, is that a code violation if they're not grounded? Absolutely, especially with uh, new construction. So... But definitely a code violation. You really should have it. You know, anything connected to safety, okay. you know, like your smoke detectors, carbons, GFCIs, they, you know, there could be strapping of water heaters, you know, number, you know, all those things are safety codes. So hopefully that answers your question. It absolutely does. And um, how long does a home inspection take generally and how much do you charge? Well, I wish I could charge a dollar a square foot, but I can't get away with that. <laughs> you <know? laughs> Too bad. But, uh, you, you know, it's, it's, it's really based off square footage. So, you know, I, I just have a rule. That, you know, most of my inspections are between 375 and 425. Condos are a little bit less, but it is based on square footage, usually up to right around 2,000 square feet. Then from that point on, they, it goes up incrementally, like 3,000 square feet would be like $50 more. Okay. And, you know, and, and so on and so forth. Also, if, uh, if there's a swimming pool and a spa, you know, we also inspect those. Uh, I, I normally only just charge an additional $50. So so let's say that the inspection was for 375 and you had a swimming pool and you wanted that inspected, that would be an additional $50. Very good. Where can people find you and Eagle Eye Construction or Home Inspection? <laughs> uh, you can find me online. And also, you know, I have a couple of phone numbers for you. You can reach me at 805-637-5554. And you can reach me at 805-383-1361. You could also visit my website at www4, and that's the number four, Eagle Eye Home Inspections at gmail.com. And that's, uh, that's normally the best way to get a hold of us. And 
So we welcome your business if you want to call us or, or if you have some questions. Thank you so much, Ed. You guys are great. I use them all the time. They're wonderful. Thank you, Ed. Have a great weekend. All right. You guys have a great holiday weekend and stay safe. Thank you so much. Um, We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be talking to Janet Sprissler, who's with Rent805. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Opa! You don't have to travel to Greece to enjoy the food, dancing, music, and culture. The Greek Ventura has it all. Healthy, traditional Mediterranean foods, fresh, daily seafood, succulent steaks, cozy up at the fire pit on our newly remodeled patio, open daily for lunch and dinner, brunch on the weekends, extended happy hour from Monday to Friday, 2 to 9 p.m., all overlooking picturesque Ventura Harbor, where the parking is always free. Go to thegreekventura.com. Opa! Feeling a little overwhelmed about an upcoming move? Since 1994, Gentle Transitions has helped clients with sorting, floor planning, packing, and complete resettling into homes throughout California. Please call 800-619-3049 or visit gentletransitions.com to book your no-obligation move planning meeting. That's 800-619-3049 or gentletransitions.com to stay in control but do less of the work on your next move. You can even pay us through escrow. Feel better now? This is John Syatt, president of Century 21 Everest, California. These are certainly uncertain times, and yet home is our refuge. It's our safe haven. Recognizing the importance of home ownership and the role that it plays in our community, Ventura County has deemed real estate sales as essential. Buying and selling homes can be a very stressful process. We understand that. As a result, we have over 400 professionals in our community, and we've been in our community serving you for over 30 years, serving you, our neighbors. If you have any questions about real estate or the market or you need assistance, and buying or selling a home, visit our website at century21everest.com. You can find a home there or you can find an agent to help you with all of your needs. As a community, as neighbors, and as friends, we are here to help you. We're going to get through this together, so be safe and be healthy. Welcome back, Ventura County. You are listening live to Girls on the Air. We are Real Women in Real Estate, AM 1590, KVTA. I'm Tracy Baldwin-Mahone. And this is Paul Hunt. Filling in for Karen. We hope she's feeling better already. And we have Janet Sprissler on the phone. Hi, Janet. Hi, Janet. Hey, how are you? Happy Saturday. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for asking. Okay, so tell us what's going on. We know there was a big hearing on Monday. What happened in Ventura? There was there was a huge city council meeting on Monday the 23rd. I mentioned that because uh, if you really want to see what happened the last 30 to 45 minutes, it's really what you're setting, what the the owners in the city of Ventura are going to see coming up this January through March and how it's all going to sort of kind of play out with the housing element, rent control, and tenant protection ordinances in the city of Ventura. Uh, so this week, however, the, uh, the city had asked for an ordinance to come back, an emergency ordinance to come back based on one unit um, notification to evict tenants based on substantial remodels, which is allowed in AB 1482, which is the state rent control tenant protection ordinance. The owner had given notice to the tenant saying that he was going to be doing a substantial remodel. It is an older building. Um, it does have asbestos in it. It does have, they don't know if there's lead, uh, but they do know that there's a problem with the piping. Um, so he was going to go ahead and get that taken care of. 
as well as remodel units. But the, the place is probably going to be taken down off market for probably a good six to a year because it's going to take forever. Because, you know, once you get into pipes, once you get into an older building, once you open up a wall, there's a lot more going on than what you know of because, you know, it's, it's older buildings are just like that. Um, so the, the city council, uh, several members of the city council said, well, he did pull a permit uh, prior to the meeting. He did ask for the city to come out and look at the building by, prior to his first meeting, which was about a month ago with the city council. But the, the residents of that unit, came, uh, there was t- there's 12 units there. The residents came out to say, please do not evict us based on this. Try, you know, They wanted it done like one unit at a time, but when you're dealing with asbestos, you really can't because of how dangerous it is to people. So um, the city council decided that they were not going to pass it as an emergency ordinance. However, they did pass an ordinance so that they would not be looking at this going through till they passed their own rent control and tenant protection ordinances um, early in 2023. Uh, so what they've passed was if you are going to do a major or a substantial remodel, uh, AB 1482 says you go ahead and give a 30-day notice or a 60-day notice, and then you can pull permits. The city of Ventura says no. You'll come and get your permit first. Once you have permits in hand, you can then give a 60-day notice. Um, with that 60-day notice, within 15 days, we'd need to pay out two months of rent to um, to the tenant, you know, per unit, two months of rent for, re, um, you know, for relocation fees. Uh, they did mention something along with the security deposit, but I'll tell you what, at the end, it became sort of like an auction. And I really don't know where the security deposits ended up with that. If you have to get, just automatically give back the security deposit or if you are able to do any damages against it. But if you're doing a substantial remodel, you know, you might have utility bills that go against it. But I don't think that you can really charge for substantial damage if you're going to be doing a remodel. Um, so with that said, uh, there was it was a very inter- it was just a really intricate meeting of what was going on. And, because they, you know, two members had said. We do not agree with this emergency because the owner has done what was right. So what two other members of the council said was, well, if we take out the word emergency, would you pass a bill? But really the reason why this came to the forefront was due to an emergency for these tenants. Mm. So unfortunately, what they passed did not help those tenants at all. But it did give all the 8,000 owners in the city of Ventura this new ordinance. So is this new ordinance just that you need to to get the permit first and then give a uh, 60-day and two-month free rent or value no, of rent back? Or is, is there other parameters such as you must release back to the same tenant and all those other bad things? Do those come into play? So no. Oh, you don't. So it's not a rent back. It's not anything to do with rent. It is you're you're going to give them relocation fees equal to two months of rent. Right. You're going to have to give them a check within 15 days. So you can't take off money off. You can't say, hey, you're going to live here, you know, free for the next two months. They want you to have that cash to take to put down on another unit. Right. But and then they, there's, there's no other. Yeah. There's no other circumstances around that. Um, yeah. Do they have to rent back to them at the same rent if they want? No. The, huh. No, but keep this in mind. It takes so 
they are putting this in as an ordinance so that anyone who is thinking about doing a remodel and uh, doing it, you know, saying it's just going to be off for, offline for one month, and they were not playing permits because they felt as though there were probably some other owners, not that they had any evidence of any other owners. There might be some owners out there that are just giving these 30-day notices for your remodel. It's not really a substantial remodel. It's more of a, you know, it's more like flooring and paint, which is not a substantial remodel. Um, and they felt like this would cover those folks that they were not getting those notices for something that truly wasn't a substantial remodel. And they are bringing back, they said this is only going to have to cover until the beginning of the year when they're going to bring in their tenant protection and their um, rent control measures into the city of Ventura. So this is coming wholeheartedly. Uh, those home, ele- it's probably home, um, the home elements, I believe, that was, required for the city of Ventura to turn into the state by October. So you might want to look up to see what those were and what you're going to be looking at coming beginning of this year. It takes currently right now, it was brought up about five months to get a permit. So if you were to try to get a permit now, you'd be looking at September, October before you got that permit. Well, yeah, but that's going to be my question on that, is that if you could kick somebody out and you know I'm, I'm landlord side but if you can give somebody notice uh, before you've even applied for a permit and then you're taking five months to get a permit mm-hmm. um, how, what do you consider to be a major um, remodel then I mean are we definitely stopping the liver the uh, uh, the, the uniform being lived in or are we talking carpets and drapes so we're not substantial remodel is electric plumbing, something that's going to have to have a tenant out of the unit. It's not habitable for mm-hmm. one month, right. at least one month, is what the state says. Um, and that's what, and that's pretty much what they're saying, too. It takes one month. But a substantial remodel or, or a substantial rehabilitation is not considered carpet and paint. It's, mm-hmm. There's a problem in that unit that code enforcement has come in on. Or you know that there's a major plumbing problem, there's electrical, something that's going to cause a life and safety issue. More so than, oh, if I kick the tenants out and put in carpet and paint, I can then now release this for a much higher rent. Janet, will you stand by during the break? We Can we bring you back? Absolutely. Okay, we will talk more with Janet after we take a quick break. Hi, I'm Larry Reyes with Smart Home Mortgage. My team and I are here to offer our clients and real estate partners more options and more products than any local bank or credit union. When others can't get the job done, we can. Finding you the right product at the lowest rate, at the lowest cost, is what we do. Our team is dedicated to closing loans in 30 days or less with excellent communication along the way. You can find us at the Large Tower in Oxnard, Morgan Stanley Building, 300 East Esplanade Drive, Suite 105. We're on the main floor. Or give us a call at 805 853 3030. Find us on the net, smarthomemortgage.net. Our licensing information is NMLS number 1569054. My individual NMLS number is 233573. Our California DRE number is 02012912. And my individual DRE number is 015070. The number you really need to remember is mine, 805-853-3030. Hi, I'm Janet with Rent 805, and we believe that power is knowledge. 
In the city of Oxnard, you have some new rental ordinances coming out, and we want to explain them to you. Join us Wednesday and Thursday evenings starting at 6 p.m. You can sign up for this at rent805.com forward slash Oxnard owners. Again, that's rent805.com forward slash Oxnard owners. Do you know how you hold title to your property? I am Susan Wilson. I am the living room lawyer, the attorney that makes house calls. I specialize in estate planning and probate. How you hold title to property is just one piece of an estate plan providing for children and protecting your assets and privacy. Schedule your appointment today online at thelivingroomlawyer.com or give me a call at 805-850-7899. That's 805-850-7899. We can meet virtually, in person at my office, or in the comfort of your home. I am Susan Wilson, The Living Room Lawyer. Let's discuss the legacy you wish to leave your loved ones. What doesn't kill you makes you Welcome back, Ventura County. You are listening live to Girls on the Air. We are Real Women in Real Estate, AM 1590, KVTA. I'm Tracy Baldwin-Mahone. And this is Paul Hunt standing in for Karen Campbell today. And we have Janet Sprissler here with Rent 805. Um, so we're talking about this new ordinance that, that did pass. Yeah. And then does it take effect in January? No. It's a, it was effective as of Monday night. Oh, wow. What I'm saying in, in January, the housing element for the city of Ventura is going to be coming into effect. And that's going to be where the city of Ventura will then adopt their rank. If they're going to do a rank control or they're going, or they're going to do tenant protections, which is what they were stating as of this meeting, that they will be following their housing element. And that happens at the beginning of 2023. I see. How, How do you feel about this? Well, Here's the way I feel about this. There was one owner out of 8,000 owners that this was brought up for. It did not help the residents that were really there in need. Um, he did do what was right, which was, I totally agree with the council members. The, guy, the, the owner did what was right. He, he did it exactly the way AB 1482 said to do it. He should not have been penalized for that. Um, but to penalize owners going forward, when there's already going to be like a five month, it's not like they're going to be popping out these permits or, you know, within a 45 day timeline or a 25 day timeline or even a two month timeline, um, which is what it was brought up by another city council member was that, you know, it takes forever to get a permit. Is this truly what was needed? Uh, but uh, one city council member held the feet to the fire for the two, the, um, the two council for, um, people that said, you know what, if this wasn't an emergency order, I would not, I, I'm not going to vote for this if it's an emergency order. So when that emergency order was taken out, then it became an auction. Uh, at first, they were pushing for, the, the people who were for this for this ordinance, they were pushing for three months of rent. And uh, it was voted down, and an emergency order, and it was voted down. So then they said, okay, how about two months of rent, but let's make it at market rent based off of HUD guidelines. And that got shot down. Um, and that was shot down. It had to be six, six out of seven votes. That shot got shot down like five to seven. And then they went down to two months uh, at the same amount of rent, pull off the emergency ordinance, and then that's when it was passed. 
So here's what people need to really, and I'm sorry, sorry about this, Casey. There was 27 people that spoke on behalf of this ordinance, and there was 12 of them that opposed the ordinance that came to speak. So owners. Mm. And we reached out to, to 8,000 owners, and we got 12 people that came out and spoke about it. Mm. So it's really important when we say, hey, owners, we need you there. I, I don't know if people are just waiting for just other people to speak on their behalf, but the people who constantly are speaking on their behalf, there's really like a handful. Right. So we just really need more people to come and show up and say, hey, this is really affecting my ownership. What is the punishment if an owner violates this? Um, each tenant can, I believe, take the owner to civil for like a $15,000 fine. Oh, so it's it's the um, tenants against the owner then. It's not the city won't... In- well, this, they did not mention what their fine would be in this city. Hmm. Yeah. So there's punitive damages, but again, that it's a very vague ordinance. Like, even it, it, it covers, you know, in it, they were saying they were going to be covering it as AB 1482, but actually it's a tenant protection ordinance, not a rent control ordinance. So it really should be for all units. So the city of Ox, or I'm sorry, the city of Ventura did not do a good job of really, it, it's just a very vague ordinance mm-hmm. so in a court of law where would that stand can the city impose fines i don't know so in the world of rentals what's happening we still seeing rents very very high and very limited um units available yes we really are so if you see something you like it jump on it it's just not going to be around for very long uh average time on market is anywhere from two two to five days you really have to have your paperwork work ready to go because the city of Oxnard gave out their ordinances. That starts on June 4th. Their website will be up for those rental registries. Um, so there's a lot going on in the city of Oxnard. This is not sitting well with owners in the city of Ventura. People are going to be taking their, you know, as, as they're taking their housing off the market, it's just causing more of a friction. And we still are seeing the people coming in from the L.A. area because people are still working remotely. So they're just trying out other areas for a year. Yeah. Wow. Where can people find you and your wonderful services? Uh, thank you. You can find me at rent805.com. Currently, we do have it. Uh, this is our last week. It's going to be on Thursday uh, prior to the website coming up. So for owners to learn about what's going on with the Oxnard ordinances, and you can do that at rent805.com forward slash Oxnard dash owners. Uh, you can reach me at 805-776-8805. But if you really want to find out all the scoops, jump on a webinar. Very good. Thank you so much, Janet. Have a great weekend. You too. Thank you. Uh huh. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk more about what's happening in Ventura and some real estate. Stay Sounds, tuned. We'll be right fun. back. Yeah. Feeling a little overwhelmed about an upcoming move? Since 1994, Gentle Transitions has helped clients with sorting, floor planning, packing, and complete resettling into homes throughout California. Please call 800-619-3049 or visit gentletransitions.com to book your no-obligation move planning meeting. That's 800-619-3049 or gentletransitions.com to stay in control but do less of the work on your next move. You can even pay us through escrow. Feel better now? Hi, I'm Pat from Pothier Hypnotherapy and I'm located right here in Ventura County. Just open a newspaper, watch TV, or even get on social media and you can see all the negative things that affect our lives. 
In my practice, we focus on the positive. We want to assist you to be the very best that you can be, to live your best life ever. I offer a variety of services under my three main programs of diet-free life, weight management, smoking sensation, and overcoming trauma. See, we all have something that holds us back. I can be reached through my website, pathiahypnotherapy.com, or call myself, 818-468-0777. We all deserve happiness, peacefulness, and love in our lives. Call me. Again, that phone number, 818-468-0777. This is John Syatt, president of Century 21 in Everest, California. These are certainly uncertain times, and yet home is our refuge. It's our safe haven. Recognizing the importance of home ownership and the role that it plays in our community, Ventura County has deemed real estate sales as essential. Buying and selling homes can be a very stressful process. We understand that. As a result, we have over 400 professionals in our community, and we've been in our community serving you for over 30 years, serving you, our neighbors. If you have any questions about real estate or the market, or you need assistance in buying or selling a home, visit our website at century21everest.com. You can find a home there, or you can find an agent to help you with all of your needs. As a community, as neighbors and as friends, we are here to help you. We're going to get through this together, so be safe and be healthy. Welcome back, Ventura County. You are listening live to Girls on the Air. We are Real Women in Real Estate, AM 1590, KVTA. I'm Tracy Baldwin-Mahone. And this is Paul Hunt standing in for Karen Campbell. And you are going to help us with a definition. Income, what is it? Uh, the what an income stream is for commercial, commercial real estate, which also kind of deals with when you're buying an a investment property. Okay. Now, when you buy an investment property, which is most of your clients that are buying an extra home, they plan to rent out, they're not really looking as much from the long-term cash flow. They know the house is worth this. They won't maybe make all their money back as fast as if they bought an apartment building, okay. but they own a home, it's going to be solid, it's going to, it's low risk. Okay. And so they go, what's the rental value? What's my mortgage rate? Let's hope they're close. We're good. Okay. And they move ahead. If you're buying a property which you plan on making an income stream for, it, there's something called a capitalization rate which we call a cap rate. Okay. And what that does is based on market conditions, which has to do with what other people are paying and with the stock market and what banks are paying you if you were a multimillionaire and you had money in the bank. Okay. What kind of interest are you making? Okay. Is what kind of return do you want for the risk factor you have? Right now, depending upon the area, it's around, let's say, cap rate five. Okay. Which is a mathematical formula based on the income you make and the price you pay. Okay. But it just so happens to work out to be 20 years. So if you were to buy a building, the profit from that building, just taking the profit times 20 years, mm -hmm. would be the price you're paying today for it. Huh. Okay. It, just, it just happens to work out that way. With that math, coincidentally enough. Okay. So that's a quick way to go is that if I buy a building and I'm making $12,000 a year for from it. And that's over expenses is what you're making. Right. Okay. Over expenses, but not counting the loan because the loan's not, you know, not talking loan, okay. assuming it was cash. Okay. What the profit you're making. Now, what if there was a loan? That it, it doesn't figure into the math. Oh, Okay. Because it's based on a 
it, what is your cash worth? Oh, okay. But I you're see. still coming out okay because you're buying it on leverage. Okay. And you're making money on it. So Sounds it, a little bit confusing. So you do all this math with your clients? Yes, yes. And and, and it changes. That's what you're saying. What, what's, you know, right now retail is not doing as well because of COVID and, and uh, Amazon. But on the other hand, apartments are... are a actually lower cap rate, which is actually a better thing. Anyway, where, where can people find you? Because I won't be able to get. They can to find me through you, ladies. Okay. I, I help you, ladies, out when you have commercial issues going on, and most of the uh, 20th Century One Everest team. Very good, everyone. Have a great weekend. Happy holidays, right? It's fun to come here on a Saturday and thank smile. you for filling in.